Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me, mate? Yes, I can. You all right? Yes, mate. Thank you for taking your time out, Greeny. Appreciate this. Nah, sorry, mate. I'm just thinking that I'm in a good position here with that window. No, it should be in. No, it should be Trying right, to get mate. in the car. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. See you. All right. Yeah, right. Where are you yeah. anyway, mate? I'm um, just at my house at the moment in Lincoln. Um, so, yeah, I've just uh, been sort of keeping up with the fitness here um, and trying to tick over. So, um, uh, uh, how you been? All right? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Uh, yourself, how have you been doing? Yeah, I've been okay. I've been okay. Just uh, keeping fit and healthy, trying to get up and see the children. Um, and um, yeah, looking for a new football club. <laughs> All right. Yeah, close to finding any yet? Or, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to a couple of people. Like, there's nothing nothing in stone, set in stone yet. But, um, you know, uh, got another month, haven't we, or so, till the season starts. So, uh, yeah. So at this stage of the season, obviously, uh, without a club, like, is it just like you say, keeping yourself fit, just ready for a club that comes along for, for pre-season then? Yeah, basically, um, you just got to, uh, like, you know, the, the transfer market's been slightly slow anyway, um, like mm. with, with, the, the, with COVID and that, maybe not for Mansfield so much, you know, I know they've made some very good sign-ins, but... Mm. Um, yeah, and as a striker, you know, it's, it, sometimes you're uh, probably last on the list because uh, defenders and, um, you know, midfielders and usually managers want to start from the back and build a good core first. So mm. um, there's that element of it as well. Yeah, so before we get into your career about Mansfield as well as football, uh, I believe you started yeah. out at Bristol City. Um, how was that for you, Matt, yeah. um, at Bristol City? Um, that was... Uh, Going back just back to Bristol City, I mean, um, I was a young boy, um, just a kid, just you know, want, desperate to be a professional footballer, um, and uh, it was a bit of a bit heart heartbreak when uh, you know you're getting told when you're sort of just before YTS that mm. you're, you're too small. My dad at the time was five foot eight, and mm. they they turned around and said if if you're going to end up like that, you'll be okay. But I was a little bit mm. of a later developer, so and I yeah. ended up six foot one, so. Um, <laughs> It was just really learning your trade and and um, you know sticking at it really. Yeah, so obviously that stage of your career being told that did that just like more like motivate you to prove a wrong essentially then? Yeah, I've I've always been sort of highly motivated and always kind of had a dream of of wanting to be a professional footballer and um, you know the teachers used to say to me in school you're not going to be a footballer you know uh, I had a lot of probably. Uh, people that were doubtful of me and I guess that you know that that can send some people um, you know uh, off and and make people lose focus you know um, but I was adamant that I was going to work as hard as I can um, to have a career in the game mm. um, did I expect to sort of play for as many clubs and score the goals I have no but mm. um, uh, I was always you know ahead Full of sort of very ambitious and tried to just sort of be uh, train as hard as I could, you know, to um, to to keep keep the dream alive. Sweet. Uh, so growing up, then Matt, then who was your footballer idol? What player made you want to be a footballer? Uh, I had a few, to be honest. Uh, probably started off um, the likes of David Beckham, um, mm. Eric Cantona, um, Andy Cole, um, Ian Wright, and then as I got older it was more like Thierry Henry, um, uh, Ronaldo, R9 Ronaldo um, and I still look up to a lot of players now you know um, yeah. so 
yeah, you, you, you're constantly sort of um, changing with the game, I guess. And, and there's always idols out there that, that are at the top of their game. And, you know, you, you want to be just, you know, as, as much as you can like them as you can, uh, you know, as, as, as you can be, I guess. Yeah, that's it. So you've always obviously wanted to be a striker then. That was your, your number one position that you've always played out there. Yeah, always wanted to, to be a striker. Always that, that feeling of um, hitting the back of the net from a young age just yeah. was the, the best feeling for me. I mean, defenders like to defend, you know, they like, they like pre, uh, clean sheets, you know, midfielders like to get on the ball and strikers always like to be sort of a, a danger man and, 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 a, and a chance to score goals. Yeah, for sure. So before obviously you got your move to Mansfield, obviously you played at uh, Newport for a brief period in Cardiff. Uh, I know when you went to Cardiff, it was such a big move for you at the time in the, in your career starting yeah. out. Um, how was that for you, you know, being a, a club at that size at such a you know young moment in your career? No, you're you're completely right, and it's it's great that, that that you sort of understand that. I mean, it was going from the conference south at the time, um, and playing in front of sort of five five hundred people uh, a week to. Um, you know, being sold to, to to Cardiff and then all these these big names and big players, um, and then all of a sudden you're getting your debut in front of you know a packed um, Ninian Park at the time. Yeah. Uh, and it was just I remember getting in my car after I had a little Fiat Punto and just screaming mm. like in the car, just like wow, like that, <laughs> wow, like this is this is like yeah. this is what you want. Is you know it's live on Sky. I had my phone at the time, uh, little Nokia. It was just going off you know mum and dad we just watched you on tv we're so proud yeah and it was, a, it was a real real kind of changing point that you know I never thought it could happen and again it was just like a bit of a, a moment where people that potentially sort of doubted me I was like I've actually done that I've actually achieved that but you, you always want more after that then you, you know you wanted yeah. you know I, I wanted more I wanted to, to to do that week in week out yeah I mean, that, like you say, they're playing in front of a small crowd. The next thing you know, you're playing at a much higher level, massive crowds. Mm-hmm. And, and you get that with non-league players. You look at Jamie Vaughan, mm-hmm. for example. Even Matt mm-hmm. Reed, for example, obviously played at a high yeah. level. If he touches himself, it must have been such a, a shock to you. But at the same time, it's what you it's what you work for as a footballer. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you, you just try you try and uh, sort of stay as, as ambitious as you can and try and, um, you know... Uh, you know, hope and dream or have ambitions, so uh, <laughs> uh, to to do those things. Um, but when it actually happens, it just makes it all, all the all the more sweeter. And mm. um, you know, you just sort of give yourself a bit of a pat on the back, like wow, it's, you know, that really happens. You know, um, and you know, really, absolutely loved every second of um, playing professional football. You know, from 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 the upbringing that he had. You know, working in a forklift truck and. Um, Vardy was always just such a special talent. I remember watching him in the conference thinking he's completely like turbo, you know, and still turbo and um, still aggressive. And you can tell he just loves football. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that just shows you that hard work, determination, anyone can make it, essentially. Yeah, yeah, they can. They can. It's, it's, it's a belief and it's staying away from the elements and uh, certain things that can that, that can make you lose focus quite easily. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, so obviously, when you first fell at Mansfield then, uh, how did that move come about then on loan? Um, how did you hear about that interest? Um, so I had, uh, I had a move to, uh, well, I was at Oxford at the time, um, mm-hmm. just got promoted um, to League Two from Wembley. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, went into League Two. We had Chris Wilder as manager. He started me in the first few games um, in the Football League. Um, I missed quite a few chances. Was still sort of very young, um, and then he just dropped me for a while. And mm. um, I've always been quite a well, not so much now. I'm a little bit more chilled now. But when I was younger, I was always quite a I should be playing, I should be playing sort of uh, character, um, and probably wasn't patient. Well, definitely wasn't patient enough then um, as as, <laughs> as a young. Um, and was like, right, if you don't want me, I want to go out alone. Because all I wanted to do was play football. All I yeah. wanted to do is show what I can do on a football pitch. And um, he said, right, well, you know, you, you can go out alone. I don't really want you to, um, I, but you can go out alone. So uh, Mansfield came in and uh, it seemed like a good club. I know Adam Murray was there. I knew that Reese Day was there. Mm. Um, so I knew a few of the players um, and uh, the manager just said, you're going to play up front and, and, and um, uh, we're, we're going to play you week in, week out. And for me, that was just, was, was magic. I remember sort of uh, hearing about Mansfield and I think it was the, the year, I think it was a couple of years before uh, they got relegated because yeah. I remember so I got promoted with Torquay. I remember Mansfield coming to Torquay when they was in the Football League, um, thinking, ah, oh, sounds like a good club, you know, mm. some good players there. So, um, yeah, the move happened. And we had, like, Mickey Moore there that, that put a lot of responsibility on my shoulders at the time, uh, yeah. which I want. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I've never, never been to Mansfield before that moment, so I didn't even know where it was, you know. Yeah. But... Uh, it, it's I saw the stack to be fair I saw the, the stag sign as well and um you know I uh it, it felt good it felt good and I think sometimes as, as a player um when things feel good and it feels like like it's the right place for you um you you go with that and I'm so happy I did now I mean it must have helped you as well saying that you knew some players as well um, that always helps any player I think you know going to a new club as well yeah of course of course when uh when you know a few players, you know you can go there and settle. I knew uh, Adam Murray would find me with his vision. Um, I knew uh, if I if I done well and I stuck it in the back of the net, then Reese Day we'll keep clean sheets. So, um, and I was I think I spoke to Mars just just before I went as well. So hmm. uh, it was quite easy to settle in there, which is which was which is sometimes hard to do at football clubs. Yeah, um, and and I managed to do that. What was your first impressions of Mansfield when you came? Because obviously you said that obviously uh, you didn't know where Mansfield was or anything. What was it, you know, first impressions when you came to Mansfield? Uh, I came in and uh, I obviously saw signs for Mansfield as I was coming up the motorway, um, mm. took off um, and then started coming down uh, Nottingham Road and then mm. you sort of see the stadium. Yeah. And then I felt, felt good, like started getting butterflies really when I when I saw the stadium when I was coming down sort of Nottingham Road and I was like oh this is exciting and then your head's spinning like sort of like like so I turned around wow wow this is what it's like around here and you know and, and then pulled up to the stage see that big stand there um and you're just like wow this is where I'm going to be playing this is who I'm going to be playing for now um so um yeah it was it was it was it was like kind of like that really I mean um, like I said, I played for, for Newport in the Conference South, so I was no and, and played a lot of non-league football before that. So yeah. uh, it's just a, a huge opportunity. 
Yeah, and that first season that you had, Matt, I mean, the amount of goals you got, like, I mean, it must have been, you know, every striker's dream going to a, a new club, obviously, you know, getting minutes as well and getting the amount of goals that you did, that must have been, you know, just mm -hmm. exactly what the doctor ordered for you. Yeah, there was a, there was a huge, huge uh, frustration build-up after scoring at Wembley and helping uh, Oxford get to League Two. So, uh, and as playing as like a... a, a uh, wide man almost most of the time when I was there um, to have a chance to play up front I kind of wanted to prove that to myself mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the Mansfield fans seemed to just get off their seats and enjoy the way that I played mm -hmm. uh, which me a second wind as well and it does generally give you energy um, yeah. and then once I got that first initial goal against Luton um, mm -hmm. I never looked back after that really um, I think once I got that goal then um, you know I was I was Living the dream, to be honest, living the dream, uh, playing up front, scoring goals, having one-on-ones, getting in behind teams. Everything I wanted to be as a striker, I started doing really, and it just came together. Yeah, we did. I mean, to be honest with you, we played some really good football as well under Paul Cox as well. And, you know, we was a manager that obviously knew non-league really well, um, signed some really good players as well. Uh, what did you, what was your relationship like under Paul Cox? Um... Do you know what? He, he was a man of, he didn't say much. He didn't mm. say much. Because, I mean, he gave me the responsibility and that was quite big in the changing room. Um, yeah. The play up front, uh, Mickey take penalties. Mm. Um, and he just sort of used to say to me, just run, get in behind and don't turn back when you get the ball. Right. Don't turn back. We don't want you chopping back, which sometimes later on, as I've got more knowledge about football, I've brought into my game, you know, turning back, popping it off, getting in the box. Yeah. You know, uh, like he was like, no, anytime you're facing that goal, just mm. go. Out. Um, and I started doing it and I had that freedom and he gave me that freedom and quickly started to become a uh, sort of like a selfish striker, really, but not ridiculous, you know, where, you know, goals are getting missed you know but yeah. I'm molding my game on on how I wanted to be I guess um and uh, he he was good I mean he had we were just like his pupils really it was more like a, a teacher he has some good characters there you know Lyndon Meekle from Nottingham the yeah. rough parts of Howie, you know he had a lot of characters in there that were rough and ready but he yeah. managed to kind of uh, be the teacher and if he told us off he told us off you know, and if he was happy, he would just be quite quiet. And I expect that of you, you know? Yeah, like, so he tells you what to do. It just gives you that freedom, basically, to say, like, do your stuff, like, score goals. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was like, just, you know, don't turn back. What are you turning back for? You know, yeah. what turn popping it off and putting it across for, for someone. If you've got someone in a decent position, yeah. go at them and just go and get your shots off. It's positive, you know, it gives the team momentum. Um, yeah. You know, even if corner or the keeper makes a save the crowd oh you know <laughs> gets the team going you know yeah uh, so yeah he was very 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 positive to me to be honest yeah he was he was such a great manager and obviously from what he achieved with us obviously getting us out of the the conference is a very difficult thing a lot of clubs like as we know Notts County down there Chesterfield and a lot of big clubs and it's such a difficult league to get out of that is to be honest yeah it is it is it's probably I'll probably say we yeah, the, the hardest probably from a professional football uh, in, in, in leagues. I mean, I've not obviously won every division, but I can imagine it one of the toughest physically, um, especially uh, you go from the Lutons at the time, which was a nice occasion, the Lincolns at the time, which was a nice occasion, nice yeah. pitch, 
the to some of the, the the teams at the bottom the end where it's a completely different game you know where you just got people that just want to fight you almost um, and not really play football and not be interested in that so um a lot of dimension a lot of dimensions to that league but um yeah we had a bit of everything and we definitely had a strong belief in Massively. So, with a partnership with uh, Matt Reed, then was that an instant thing that we just like, you know, did you did you have to work at it? Like, because obviously the partnership you had, you know, the amount of goals that you got and the assistant, that you know, it was, you know, how did you how did you make it work together? Then was you like great friends off the pitch? You know, how how was it that you got along well? Um, I mean, I started off with with Ross Dyer, um, who who was just had a huge leap on him and used to just literally just nick the ball yeah. and were cut center ass by surprise. And I always sort of used to gamble off James Constable when I was at Oxford and then really came in in this sort of January. And uh, yeah. I remember rocking up on the Astro turf with his Astro boots on with his shin pads on. And so I come here to train and then just went whack off Exodus, go to Higgins. <laughs> His first training session, and I was like, "You're doof," <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. And I just remember, just like everything about him was big. His ankles, his wrists, his, his two front teeth were big. His head, <laughs> like, he was just like a monster. And uh, he would just manhandle uh, two defenders, and I could kind of ghost about around him. Um, mm. And uh, he would know that, and he would be quite happy to do that for me, you know, as well. Some, yeah. some, now, you know, they. They, they wanted to do it for themselves. Reedy was quite happy to manhandle people and let the ball run through for me because um, he knew that, uh, you know, that there's a good chance if I got on the end of it, I could I could um, hit the net. So mm. he's very, very, I still speak to Reedy now, very humble man, uh, very, very good bloke. Um, and I'm happy he's had the career that he's had as well because um, mm-hmm. he came from, is it, uh, Eastford or something. Um, uh, and he's had a lot of success at Lincoln as well. So I'm really happy for him. He deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, top again, like we said earlier about non-league players coming through with football league, you need to work hard and it shows you that you can do it. And the other thing about readers as well, obviously he did the hold up play really well, obviously knock on to yourself, but he also popped in with a few important goals that season, especially when we went up. Yeah, like Reedy's uh people sort of think that he's this big lump and he don't move. I mean, you just gotta to play to his strengths. Yeah, if you can get the ball within five yards around him, you mm. know, whether it's feet or whether it's in the air, yeah. most of the get hold of it and he was good with his feet, you know. Um, and he scored some important headers for us that season. And I remember I was going through a dry, spat, uh, dry spell that season and I was on the bench and Jake Spate was playing and uh, it was against Luton uh, just mm. before the Liverpool game. And he's just sort of leant back and gone, you know, on about four defenders and just knocked it into my path so intelligently. Yeah. Very intelligent, you know. Uh, and literally had to just stick my leg out and, uh, <laughs> you know, went in and I was, and he's just looked at me, there you go, kid. <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, true, true, Jen. And, you know, definitely better than probably what people give him respect for, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, top guy. I'm actually trying to get him into uh, into him as well. That's just so if I do like, you have to check that out as well. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) Will do, definitely. Uh, Yeah, he is a great fella. That'd be a good interview of him as well. Top top guy. Yeah, it really is. Credit to him. Um, So that first season in Mansfield, and obviously coming on loan. Then, uh, how would you sum it up then in your first season at loan? 
Um, yeah, it couldn't, it couldn't have gone any better, to be honest with you. For me, on a personal level, apart from, you know, at the end, I probably spoiled it a little bit by, by missing out on the, on the semi-final uh, home leg. Mm. Uh, but in terms of goal scoring, you know, I had a, a right back in Luke O'Neill that, that just, oh, cool. you know, he was just unbelievable technique and where you put it in the channels and put me through on goal. And yeah. that was like, you know, magic for me. And uh, it was uh, it, it was absolutely brilliant. I mean, thirty goals. I mean, any striker now that's going to score thirty goals is is uh, really relentless. And um, you know that is probably my mentality at the time. You know, it was re- really relentless mentality to to hit the ball in the back in any way, shape, or form. Um, and it was uh, definitely to the most enjoyable um, seasons, hundred um, percent. In my yeah, absolutely, Matt. You know, obviously, 30 goals for yourself, personal point of view, like you say, that's what any striker obviously wants to do, was to get the maximum amount of goals. Uh, but even though we did fall short that season, at the end of the season, it was still a massive improvement from where we have been in, in, in the conference at that mm-hmm. time. So it was such a yeah. positive that, you know, to be honest. Yeah, it was. And I guess that's that was our standard then. And that, that, that was our standards then. That was what we took into the second season. And, and we started turning teams over in the second season that, uh, after a, a, a slow start um, with the same mentality as, as the first season. Um, once we got back in our role again and, 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 our, and our sync uh, together, uh, uh, we it was almost like we expect to win. You know, yeah. we expect in uh, every sort of game. And, uh, that that's the theme when you're when you're fighting for promotion. Uh, mm. That you got a team um, that um, go into every game, patient, expecting to win, playing to their strengths. Uh, even when you go one nil down, it not affecting you too much, you know. Yeah. Um, and we had that, so no, it was, it was brilliant. It was. It had so many great moments that season. The amount of goals we scored, the goals we scored from outside the box. It was just. It was a phenomenal yeah. season, to be honest. Like, I mean, like yeah. to be a part of that season, it must have been amazing for us. Because obviously, loan players, they can either like not play for that club or they can show what they're made of. So it can go either way. But obviously, you went there and you're like, I'm going to show what I'm capable of here. Yeah, yeah. That that was that was my mentality. Because again, off off the back of sort of scoring at when, um, sort of leaving leaving the club that I felt like. Uh, um, I'd done really well at. Uh, it was about then. It was, you know, for me and and I think a lot of players in that team. It was just about you know just showing showing what we can do. And it's a great platform at Mansfield. And uh, the Mansfield, uh, you know, the chairman at the time um, wanted to snap me up, um, and I was really comfortable. They put me in a lovely environment and a, and a lovely flat, and um, looked after me, and I felt loved as well. So mm. then. Yes, when when you feel like that as 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 a as a striker and, and you're settled and you've got a team that believes in you, um, yeah. you perform the best of your capabilities. Um, and uh, yeah, it's definitely a season I always relish for sure. So when the move became permanent to Mansfield, then was it such an easy decision to say, right, I'm gonna want to be here? Oh yeah, yeah, it was. Um, you know, you, 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 you always, as a player, you always want to go somewhere where you're loved and you're made to feel welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the time when it came to, to, to sign in a new contract um, with Mansfield and they wanted to buy me off uh, Oxford, the thought of going back to Oxford 
did not p- appeal to me anywhere near as much as the thought of staying at Mansfield Town and yeah. um, committing myself to them. Like they've been so committed to me um, yeah. and making sure that uh, I'm uh, I'm there. Um, and kind of there was a, a mutual love really um, between playing for the, for, the, for the Stags and playing for the shirt. Rewarding yeah. um, the chairman with the goals, rewarding the manager for picking me and believing in me. Yeah. Um, there was there was a real buzz, and I guess if you could bottle that, um, you know, it would be sort of worthless weight in gold almost. If you could put that in changing rooms, because that that team spirit and uh, what we had together was 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 great. Yeah, absolutely. We couldn't agree more. I and mean, that's what you want. You want to feel welcome at any club that you go go at, you know, even if you have to drop down a couple of levels, you know, to get your career. Because mm-hmm. some players could see that as a bad thing, but I'd, I think it's the other way because you still want to show that you want to win stuff. You want to, you know, you want a place where you belong and settle. And that's important for you as well as yourself and your family. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, with all, football sometimes goes the other way. You know, I've been in positions where I've gone out alone or uh, I, I've been upstairs. You, you're made to feel welcome, but yeah. your form might not be good enough. Um, and if that is the case, then, um, you know, you've got to try and be strong enough to turn that round. And I went on loan to Cheltenham first uh, at Oxford and didn't work out for me. It just didn't work out for me as much as I tried. Yeah. It didn't work out for me. So, um, like... It, but it worked out the second time that I went out alone to Mansfield. So um, that's football. It's just it's just about not try trying not to get too high and, and, and not too low. You know, um, just mm-hmm. keep and, and and on the job at hand. Yeah, that's it. That's what you can do. Um, but obviously, yeah. that uh, second season, I was well when you signed permanently, should I say? Um, I mean, what a season that was, obviously, promotion-winning season. And I think, if anything, obviously, with how the last season ended, even though it ended in disappointment, it can go either way with when you when you fall short. It can you can either go downhill or you can, it can motivate you to get promoted. And obviously, that's what it did for us that season. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the second season was... Um, <clears throat> there, was a, there was a little bit more pressure um, mm. on us because we, we just missed out. Um, I think uh, Paul Cox signed really well. There was more competition in the team, um, mm. which can sometimes disrupt, um, yeah. you know, uh, the environment and <clears throat> probably did a little bit, but in a positive way. Yeah. Um, you know, we bought Jake Spate, uh, Jake Spate in that was that scored 21 goals for, I think, Wrexham the season before. So, they brought him in, obviously, and everyone was like, well, who's going to play? Spatey or Greeny? You know, mm-hmm. we had Steve Owen that, that scored a lot of goals um, for Eastford. Um, and, you know, there was there, there was uh, there was players there that, <clears throat> that uh, you know, and then Reedy, Reedy as well. So there's players there where all of a sudden, like, mm-hmm. competition was mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Um, but I was sort of always like, well, I've done well last season, so I deserve to play. play. Yeah. <laughs> and um, sort of Coxie told me straight away, like, listen, nah, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> Whoever you're in is playing. Yeah. And I was like, what? But all that I've done last season. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I look back on it sometimes, you know, it's, uh, it's funny. But, um, yeah, and straight away I had to sort of um, uh, feel the sort of uh, uh, the strong hand of, of, of football and, and, and of management, which was 
listen, you're not in form. You're not playing. Spatey's in form. He's mm. playing. Yeah. Um, which kind of, I sort of maybe took quite personal a little bit, but at the same time, just got on a bit, kept, worked, kept working hard, kept staying out, doing my finishing, mm. kept practicing, sharpening my tools. And then uh, I think I scored a few goals at the start, maybe four, um, and then the rest of the season. And then uh, I scored against Luton, uh, it was the game before the Liverpool game. Yeah. And then, uh, 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 yeah, I think I was, yeah, a member scored, obviously scored against Liverpool. And after that then, you know, I never looked back really. Um, that was a real special moment for me just to score against Liverpool. Um, completely changed my mindset and gave me complete belief in my abilities um, yeah. to play uh, a, a premiership team and to, to score and, be unlucky not to get something out of the game. As a team, we all, we, we all, I, you know, I, I know you're sort of talking to me and it's my interview, but we all played really, really well that game. And yeah, we, we, yeah, we all, we all played well for the rest of that season, to be honest. Um, Lyndon was just unbelievable. He was, you know, uh, such a tricky winger um, and unplayable at times. And again, completely unselfish. You would go past three players and go, there you go, Greeny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's all for the call still. Um, and um, yeah, after that, I think we had a, a draw against Kidderminster and just went on an unbelievable run. Yeah, it was after that Liverpool game, like you say. But prior to the Liverpool game, we had that really good cup run, obviously. Uh, so they got through that Lincoln two leg. That was so nerve-wracking, that game was. I mean, that must have been a yeah. nerve-wracking game. Obviously, got Liverpool at home, potentially on the yeah. card. So that must have been a massive game before that game. Yeah, yeah I know. Again, like another hero, Louis Briscoe, like comes up with the goods, you know, against, uh, against um, you know, um, uh, it was at Lincoln at the time and, you know, got... I think we got a pen or he, or he scored a, an unbelievable volley. And then again, Demps come up with his fair share of goals. John Demps, he came out of a, a header. Um, and, you know, again, unsung sung hero sometimes, Louis Briscoe, like goes down for the penalty for us to to, to end up winning the league yeah. uh, by by the, the finest margin possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and sort of chucked me the ball sort of thing. So... Uh, it was it was all around a, a real team effort, um, and um, yeah, it was uh, you, the the run after that was just we all were very strong mentally and very sort of no we we've just give Liverpool a run for their money there, and it was a strong Liverpool team. Yeah. Um, we anyone at this level, um, I think that's what carried us through um, for, for us to go all the way. And Kidderminster were flying. And to be honest with you, I remember going to the end of season awards. And this is how um, much... You still there, mate? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. It's all right. Come on, mate. You're all right. <laughs> I said, uh, the, this is how much kind of, I guess, that football can be cruel sometimes. Paul Cox won it in the way that he did. But I remember Steve Bird at the Celtic Manor got best manager. Mm. Um season um hmm. i remember the, the chap him and him and his wife in the helicopter um i met them there and uh, i got picked got a few few awards you know best player etc in the league hmm. and top goal scorer and stuff hmm. i went up there sort of cleaned up and then they said right now the best the next thing is a uh, best manager in the league and uh, steve bird got it That's i mean shocking. mansfield won 
Mansfield won the league <laughs> and Steve Burr gets, gets the trophy at the end um, wow. to, 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 you know, as if like he was the best manager. And I'm like, I, I couldn't get, at the time I was just obviously buzzing off my own trophies and own yeah. glory and success, you know, but looking back on it, things like that, like how does that make sense? Uh, oh, that's uh, shocking, that is. It's terrible, it's terrible. But I remember it like it was yesterday, you know. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't 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 physically believe it. What was Cox's reaction to that? I mean, he, he was always a very sort of uh he was always a very sort of um uh humble sort of guy, really. He was just like, Well, that doesn't make sense, you know. But yeah. you know, I could tell he was like anybody would have been chewing a little bit and rightly so, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was just, it just didn't make sense, but I guess that's just, you know, sometimes football and, you know, you just got to deal with it. But at the time, looking back on it now, I was like, how has Coxie not got that? We have just won the league in yeah. unbelievable fashion. Um, and he kept believing, kept sort of, kept his faith in us and rightly so, he, he, he should have, uh, he should have won that trophy. It's, it's a shame. Oh, well, I, don't, I don't know how he didn't, to be honest. Um, yeah. Just talking about that, that Liverpool game. I mean, the, yeah. before the game kicked off, you know, fans queuing outside in the rain, you know, just hectic. The, the, the whole time had a buzz about it. And it was just so great to see everybody behind the club. And, you know, obviously to be a part of a game like that, you know, obviously we should have we should have at least got a replay because we all knew, everybody knew it was a handball and how the hell that wasn't a given, I don't know, we'll never know, but we completely got robbed in that game. <laughs> if they had VAR now, I mean, this, you know, um, <sighs> but uh, sorry, sorry, if they had VAR back then, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, that... <laughs> atmosphere was absolutely electric yeah, um absolutely. electric i mean i still sort of feel it now it, it was <laughs> uh, the preparation i remember um loading my friends and family obviously came came to watch the game yeah um you know uh i remember having some chicken before the game and mm. puking up i was that nervous <laughs> i never do that before games oh, wow. um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I couldn't eat. I was I was really really nervous, but really up for that game. Mm. Um, and uh, even the build up, watching the queues, everyone queuing around the, the back of the stadium yeah. to get tickets. <laughs> um, it really was. And Coxie was playing games, trying to get the the pitch, loads of water on the pitch, <laughs> to make it awkward for them. And uh, it was just absolutely terrific. And then turning up to the game and walking out and seeing those pros there, you know, walking out with them. I think uh, Mars in the Tunnel was playing <laughs> mind games with uh, with uh, Jamie Carragher. He was raging, uh, absolutely raging. Uh, and Mars was just sort of looking at him, like laughing, sort of thing, winding him up. He's like, come on, that in a scouse. Like, oh, come on, sort of thing. Uh, and then we went out and I think we were wowed by them for the first 20 minutes, completely wowed by them. I mean, they, mm -hmm. I think they kept, it felt like 20 minutes they kept the ball at the start of the game. Yeah. And I just thought to myself in that moment, if this is what Premier League football is like, then wow. Mm. We're, you know, uh, it was just uh, really sort of took us back because uh, we couldn't play our game. It was too easy for them. Yeah. Uh, um, I think at the moment we sort of, I remember X passing me the ball and me out my me turning and getting a sort of a bit of a pot shot off outside the box. I think the moment we hit them sort of clean, 
um, had had a shot on goal, they stepped back a little bit then. And then that, that's when we smelt blood. And that's what we were great at in that team. Yeah. As soon as we smelt a little bit of fear in another team, mm-hmm. we all stuck our chest out and was like, right, right, okay. And then, you know, we did. And second half, we were pretty much dominated the game, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and um, and obviously then the Suarez handball, which, you know, you know, to be fair to Maz, he, he's, he's an honest kid. You know, he's a very honest kid. And the way he come out and said, that's a handball. Um, the ref, the lino, no one to see it. You know, it's, it was such a shame because yeah. it, it would have just been unbelievable to, 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 to go back to, um, to Anfield and, uh, and play that game again. And yeah. we almost did. We almost did right at the very end, even when the luck was against us. So, you know, again, yeah. shows the sort of fighters we had in that team. Yeah, it was the likes of the performance and, you know, it was just everything about that game. I mean, to score that goal as well, that must have been, wow, one of the best feelings for you, like. I know, I, I look back on it now and I'm just like, the boys were saying to me, don't worry, you'll score. Because I was <laughs> so like, don't worry, you're going to score. And I was getting more and more wound up, more and more sort of tense because I was just desperate to score against them, desperate to, to score another one after that. Yeah. Um, and again... Beeves, you know, at that time when that ball came over to him from Junior Daniel, who done unbelievable to get that cross in. Yeah, Beeves could have quite easily ducked on safety and just hit that back across the face of goal. Mm-hmm. But he knew where I was, mm-hmm. um, and he's turned his foot round on his weaker foot and mm-hmm. just left it in my stride. And I was like, "This is in <laughs> whack," you know. Um, and um, you know, it scrambled in the net, you know. So. Uh, it was uh, it's a great feeling, um, a great feeling, and to give those the Mansfield fans them to scream about like that, I remember yeah. the roof just went off. The roof just went off. Yeah, it was the uh, it was so loud in in, uh, <laughs> in the one call in that moment. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was going crazy. It was like the winning goal essentially when that went in. It's just like we just like won the league then to uh, when we're celebrating. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the noise was unbelievable. It's the same as when we went up uh, at Wrexham, yeah. you know, probably said it was even a bit louder because I think everyone wanted to see uh, a goal go in for, for the Stags against Liverpool in that moment, 100%. Massively. I think I think it took them by surprise, the way we played. Yeah, that, proud moment. Yeah, definitely. Especially with the players they've got, international players and that. And we just, we're just showing them what it was about. Because obviously we're goals throughout this, you know, team as well, like, like you say. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like, you know, Mansfield folk sort of mentality, you know, no, no one's sort of bigger than than, than, um, than than anyone else, you know, and all right, you know, all right, Liverpool, you know, we'll roll our sleeves up, you know, who do you think you lot are coming here? Um, yeah. And to be fair, you know, the way they, the, the, the fans got behind us, we we took that on. And this, mm-hmm. is, this is the thing about sort of uh, fans now, like, I really hope it goes back to normal because... Telling you now, if, if those games were going on in this day and age, oh. you know, it would have it would have not been the same outcome. And, no. you know, and, and, and that's what fans deserve to see. You know, they're, they're their hometown, uh, giving the likes of uh, Liverpool a run for their money. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I couldn't agree more. Before we get on to the, uh, the uh, Wrexham game, I got a question from a fan here uh, from Ryan Everall. Uh, OK. What's um, what was the feeling like when you scored against Hereford to send the Stags uh, back into the football league when you scored that goal? Uh, relief. Um, we had a couple couple of uh, near chances. We knew the importance of the game, um, 
but it was just I, I think the celebration kind of just shows like my emotion really because it was pointing over to the fans as if to say you lot you yeah. know deserve this um and it was also just like I knew I knew I could do it as well but also mm. you know Reedy's flick in that oh, moment amazing. I think he he, he he timed that to perfection yeah. Mazza's kick it was just you know and then you know the guy was way bigger than me but to find some strength in the 90th minute yeah. to, to get him off me to get a yard was you know just pure sort of uh uh, sort of confidence and and passion to 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 want to not settle for anything less than promotion. Yeah, I mean, what was it like beforehand going into the you know the in the dressing room before? What was Cocker saying to you? Like, you know, what was the team talk before it? We were quite we were nervous because we let ourselves down against Braintree. Uh, mm. Braintree was almost our banker, um, mm. and we went one nil up in that game. Um, and we let ourselves down because we started playing Braintree's game and started fighting and, and getting into their mucky football kind of way, really. Mm. Um, and then they scored <laughs> a late on that minute. I mean, I remember being in the, in the, in the change room after Braintree and everybody looked like we've just lost the league. Mm. We've just lost the league. And we carried that into the Hereford game. That's why we went 1-0 down. Yeah. We were all, well... A lot of people were nervous, very mm. nervous. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, again, Coxie's refuse to lose attitude um, yeah. kind of got us um, got us through that moment. Um, and uh, again, Lyndon, some of the characters, Mars, like uh, a lot of the players that had that refuse to, 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 to lose attitude most of the players did you know pretty much everyone did but you can't help there is going to be a couple of players that you're going to have to carry and they're going to be nervous you know yeah um but you know Demps, Maz clearing it off the line yeah. um to prevent them getting a second goal that was huge for us as well yeah um and uh yeah it was, uh, we were shaky we were shaky because Hereford I think were relegated as well so they didn't mm. have anything to lose no. so so you know we we just been sort of going on a huge run um and uh yeah we, we were shaky but eventually we got through it and then uh sort of wrecked them we we knew we were going to win we knew you know we we knew we were going to win that probably could have scored more than one goal but um yeah, it was it was a very nervy game, very nervy, you know. But there were, the, the, again, the fans got us through. It was packed in that bottom bottom end, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think the fans were a little bit nervous as well, especially yeah. when one nil down, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it felt a little bit eerie and a little bit kind of it could go either way here. And then people were hearing that everyone had their radios on. Oh, Kidderminster are winning. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we heard that on the pitch as well. Yeah. We had the Hereford fans that were just like trying to burst our bubble. Yeah. Um, I think that was my celebration when I scored the, the first one. It was just like, don't try and burst our bubble. You know, it was, yeah. uh, it was a swing up to them, really. So, um, yeah. yeah it's great. It, it, it was one of them, right? It's like we've always, it's never the easy way. There's always an Oxford time where we always do things <laughs> the hard way. It's always been the same and it's still the same. <laughs> nothing simple but it's pure entertainment isn't it oh, uh, yeah, you know, and, and, and that and that's why we uh that's why we love the game that's probably why it lives in all our hearts now um mm -hmm. it's whatever 
one of the very very special moments and mm -hmm. you know i'm just proud that uh, um i i could uh be part of that and um help help the club and give that sort of uh uh sort of love back to the fans because they showed me that um so mm -hmm. you know it's a precious moment in my heart for sure Absolutely. And not just that Wrexham game, obviously, we knew he was up and score the penalty, especially at home as well, to celebrate in front of the fans. I mean, that must have, you know, just a well-deserved, you know, season for us all because everybody played such a big part in that season. It was amazing to do that in front of the home fans. Yeah, I think everybody was there. Everybody's ready for Mansfield to go back into the Football League. You know, um, uh, those days, you know, I think uh, the chairman wasn't there for for years and years so it's all quite new to him so mm -hmm. so for him to sort of have that sort of success and see how many you know fans and and uh bring like so many people together like that yeah it was great you know um for everyone really but you know again everyone turned out everyone was at the game Mansell's mm -hmm. back in the football league and this is where the town needs to be so um yeah. it's um it was great to uh again to, to to be part of that and um yeah that moment i think it was just sort of relief really when that penalty went in because it's easy to miss a penalty oh yeah the keeper knew where i was going i've gone that way probably the majority of the season i knew i had to hit it flush yeah um i knew i had to be committed <coughs> to it um i remember steve Owen and, and um briscoe coming up to me after i took it and went i would not have wanted to take that mate <laughs> 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 i would have not wanted to take that penalty i'm sorry mate I, I wouldn't want to say that. That was that was a huge penalty uh, in in our season, and I was at that point. To be honest, with you, I was that confident in my abilities yeah. that I look back on it now, and I'm like, wow, like that take take some sort of um, some confidence to 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 step up and do that. Um, but at the time, I knew I had no doubt I was going to score, and I had no doubt that I was going to score a couple of goals against Hereford. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. And like you say, you've been in, involved in some promotion teams yourself. And that's a big thing, like you said, their confidence. And when you've got that confidence, it just makes it so much more easier. Instead of just being nervous and think, oh, which way shall I go? And that's that's when teams usually, you know, just obviously fail. Yes, it's easily done. Football's changed a lot. It's, um, it's a lot more technical now. It's a lot more um, uh, sort of, uh, you know, structured and... You know, there's it can be overcomplicated sometimes, you know, it yeah. can be overcomplicated sometimes. So um, going back to the to the raw basics of it sometimes is important. And that's that sort of playing in, in the other half and, and hitting the back of the net um, mm -hmm. and, and keeping out the other end. And uh, we, you know, we, we were able to do that. Um, and we had players that were willing to do anything to make that happen. You know, again, Luke Jones, like what a colossal, you know, uh, centre half that, that would put his head in front of pretty much anything. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a brilliant team, to be honest, and, and a brilliant change room as well. Brilliant change room. You know, everyone was very humble, but, you know, after mm -hmm. games, Linda would just get the music on, big X would be head spinning and on his back and stuff, you know. So oh. it, was, uh, it was funny, it was funny times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, big X, especially with the throwings used to do, that must have been amazing just to be on the end of them. <laughs> yeah, it was. You just, you always believe something <laughs> something could happen, you know, it's the way you used to, but you should train for it. This is what, this is what some, some, some people don't understand. He was in the gym, he used to do his extras too. 
you mm. know, be able to throw the ball um, as far and as flat as he could. So, you know, it was um, those sort of weapons in a team. You, you see them to this day, to be honest with you. Um, they're still effective. Yep. Um, we had quite a lot of moves off Coxie that he used to train to do. He'd be like, X, throw it here. You stand somewhere else. X, can you throw it here? Yeah. X, can you throw it just here? You know, and, yeah. and he would, you know, he would just sort of like mix up his throws to make it awkward for, for defenders. Yeah, there was always like a plan B with Coxie as well. Like you just start to get different teams. You've got to play certain, a, a, a different way to, you know, combat mm -hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always used to say, no, no matter what, never be like a soft touch you know yeah. always i want to see a tackle i want to see us yeah. and the next man going for it as well and then you know picking him up and then we're you know we're on the front foot here let them know they're in the game yeah um and and teams didn't like that and some teams just used to fold straight away and then you know we, we we'd uh we'd bully them yeah, that's it. You've got to be tough, aren't you? Essentially, you've got to show right. This is what we're doing. We're going to beat you, and we're going to be tough against you, lot. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, football is it's, it's a physically demanding game. You know, I've got um, scars all over my body, over my face, and stuff. You know, <laughs> I've been doing it for so long. Um, yeah. <laughs> be, being competitive, um, and if you're not willing to be committed, then you won't last long. That's it. You've got to be ready for that challenge. So shortly after, yeah. obviously, uh, got promoted. Obviously, your Birmingham City move came about. Uh, how did that move come about? Yeah. Then? Uh, Birmingham City. Um, again, I look back on it now. Like he, you know, I don't regret anything about my career, but I look back on it and I essentially the way that Mansfield played that season when they went um, into League Two. If I would have stayed, I think we would have got promoted again with the players. That we had you know um and they, they all just missed out on the playoffs that season as well but anyway like i had you know as you do when you're hot and you're scoring goals a lot of different voices and a lot of different people in my head and um you know had an opportunity to 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 bear myself and play for a championship club mm. um uh the chairman was sort of that made me a, an offer that probably wouldn't exist in football these days. And mm. I had to sort of um, turn that down to, to go and play in a championship, you know? Yeah. Um, and um, that was my, that was what I really wanted to do. I, my dreams were to try and go to the championship and you never know you could go to the premiership. You know, that's, yeah. that was what my dreams were, were, were to go and do. And um uh, I went to Birmingham. I went training for, for, for a week there, which was probably a bad mistake because it probably devalued me a little bit um, in terms of it made other clubs hold out and see what Birmingham, Birmingham's opinion was of me. Yeah. But I trained really, really well. I trained really well, sc scored some goals, was playing with some big names um, and loved the taste and of, of playing on heated pitches and yeah. water bottles brought out to you and the luxuries you get at those levels um mm. and uh just thought to myself well you know um they they offered me a, a good contract and wanted my uh my family to move down to birmingham and uh i guess yeah purely ambition i i had to take the opportunity and uh and and i went with 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 um my ambition and a chance to uh, to go and better myself and, and, and compete with international players. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, probably looking back on it, 
and the chairman did say this to me um, and Coxie did say this to me, one more season at Mansfield, you will go higher again. If you go and do what you've done here for one more season, mm. you will go again. And it would be more lucrative for everybody. But again, agents, yeah. uh, different mentors and people in your ear and this, that and the other. It's a mm. lot as a young man. This is why people are sort of... Um, talking about it now a little bit more with, with pressure and, and things like that in football. Um, it's a lot to sort of handle and it's a big decision to make. Um, mm -hmm. But I made at the, at the time a uh, decision that I thought was the best one. Yeah, it must be difficult because obviously every player wants to play at a high level and that's obviously what, what you want them to do. Like every player wants to do that. And, you know, how, you know, how is that? It's a wonderful thing, obviously. Because uh, so you've got the injury that obviously took you out for a while. But, you know, injury aside for you, though, that must have been a massive experience for you, though, playing along, well, playing alongside some international players. It must have been a huge thing for you, though. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was tough, though. You know, mm. I, I'm this, mm. I was I had this non-league label to me. Um mm. Uh, as soon as I walked in the building, I uh, rocked up in a, a little mini, you know, surrounded by Range Rovers and Mercedes and various different vehicles, you know, Peter Lovenkrantz, you know, um, Nikola Zigic, you know, I uh, could name you loads and loads of huge names that, um, that, 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 that were there at the club at the time. Mm. And you're just sort of this non-league player that nobody knows about. Um, yeah. And... Uh, I just let my football do the talking. And um, I remember, you know, I'd done really, really well, scored in training and felt sharp. But at that time, I felt almost uh, unstoppable because of what I achieved at Mansfield. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, even to the point where we'd done a finishing session at the end, first one to score goes in, the queue was going on for five minutes. So I scored straight away, you know, mm. so... I was I was competing with those those lads straight away. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it was a it was it was an opportunity I couldn't turn down. Really, I, I thought if I would have gone there and I wouldn't have been ready, or uh, yeah. I wasn't good enough, or I wasn't up to scratch, then maybe I would have turned it down. But the fact that I went there and had a really good week there um, yeah. convinced me that. You know, it's not even that hard at this level. You know, me yeah. being as sort of cocky that I was back then. You know, so um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I took the shot. That's the thing. It's a it's a risk in any move transfer move. To be fair, you know, no matter what level, because you get it with managers as well. Those because obviously they can go to any club and they can do really well. Other clubs, it just doesn't work out. And it's the same as players, you know, because it can be pressure, yeah. could be anything essentially. So obviously, yeah, mm -hmm. it was a tough decision for you because you could have stay with Mansfield. Obviously, you could have potentially gone for a promotion push. Obviously, and then the Birmingham move play at a high level. So it's a tough decision for any player to be honest with you, because obviously you've got to think of like you know your career and essentially what's best for it. Yeah, it is, you know, um, it is It is a tough and I don't know, a, a tough decision. And I, I know players get a lot of stick for leaving clubs. Um, and I guess, you know, people have just got to put themselves in that position, you know. Um, so. And, and you know, you just got to look at it from a, from a point of view of, you know, chance to be playing in front of 30,000 fans at St Andrews. Um, playing the, against the likes of Watford and scoring against the likes of uh, Leicester mm -hmm. City at the Walker Stadium, you know it was it was an opportunity that I really wanted at that time in my life.
Yeah, absolutely, mate. And anybody with the same, you know, you want to play at the highest level, you come as a, as a footballer, you know, anyone anyone would be daft not to, you know, if you had that chance. Yeah. So despite, obviously, the injury and stuff, and obviously uh, he wasn't there that long at Birmingham, uh, how, would you, how would you describe your time there, even though it was, you know, frustrating? Um, started off great. Um, yeah. Top goal scorer pre-season. Um, and then... Uh, Started the opening game of the season, um, got my first championship goal, scored against uh, Swansea, got called up for Wales mm-hmm. um, and was on Hull's radar um, at the time and mm-hmm. then found myself out of the team. Mm-hmm. Didn't take it well. Um, you know, again, even at that level, I was still mm-hmm. the same, you know, at, at that time because of you know, because of the success I had at Mansfield and stuff. And, um, you know, find yourself playing for the reserves, find yourself training afternoons as well. Yeah. Um, And, um, yeah, and then sort of going gung-ho as as I play. And um, it was late on in in an afternoon session and, and, you know, rupture my cruise ship, jumping over a tackle. um, And never felt pain like it in my life you know it was uh it was just it was a deep ache you know in the back of my knee and it was just like right that's it and you know the physio got me in and to be honest you uh, the the blessing that it was to be honest you like the amount of games that I played in non-league football and lower league football Mm -hmm. I was in a premier league you know environment to be honest with the facilities there Mm-hmm. Um, to make sure that I had a great opportunity to build myself up, to learn about the body a little yes. bit more, um, to give myself a good frame and and, and make sure that uh, I could play football again um, and and be strong and and be fit as as ever as I ever have been. And I'm grateful for Birmingham City for that because if it would have been a a, a non-league club or something, you know, you see it all the time, lads that. That get cruise ships they don't necessarily come back you know um you don't get the the, the facilities and and the physios and no. masseuses and all these things luxuries you get so mm-hmm. it, it was a learning curve really and something that comes with a territory of being a professional i guess yeah just like a learning curve for you essentially yeah yeah 100 percent um so obviously shortly afterwards obviously you returned to Mansfield. uh was it did you have a lot of uh Club's interested in you before you rejoined Mansfield? Um, I had like Bristol City at the time. Steve Cottrell was there, was like, yeah, we'll take him, we'll take him, we'll take him. And they was in the championship. Mm. And I was waiting and I was waiting and I was waiting. Mm. Um, and I had, I think it was Fleetwood and I was waiting and, and uh, Shrewsbury and uh, pardon me, like a, a few different clubs. Um, that were that were waiting because I played one game um, and was trained for about three weeks just before the season end. Yeah. So I guess no one knew if I'd fully recovered from my knee injury. Yeah. And you know, uh, bless the chairman. To be fair, he called me up and was like, "Greeny, come back to Mansfield." <laughs> and I was just like, uh, "Right, okay." He was just like, you know you know, made me an offer. He said, come back home. Come on. I don't care (laughs) if, 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 if you, um, 
if you play two games and you break down again, you know, I, I'm not bothered. I want you back here and I'll look after you. Mm-hmm. And at that time, to be honest with you, um, I just wanted to be loved. I've been sat, sat on the, the, uh, the sidelines for 14 months, mm-hmm. um, you know, going through intense rehab, not being able to kick a ball. Uh, all I wanted to do was play football. And my my kind of, you know, after I left Birmingham, because the manager at the moment, uh, at the moment, uh, at the time, Gary Rowett, mm-hmm. he said, listen, we're not going to give you a contract. Um, you know, we're not sure if you're going to break down again mm-hmm. and something might happen to you. Yeah. Um, and that was really, really sad for me because I worked so hard to get fit. And I'd done well when I came back and I scored in the, in the game, the only game I played. Um, so I was like, I've grafted for 14 months to get another contract. And now you're saying that I can go. Like, it was really sort of soul destroying almost that, that, that I wasn't going to get another opportunity at Birmingham City uh, yeah. after I went there um, with huge ambitions. So... When the chairman sort of called me and um, uh, Adam Murray was calling me as well, saying, come back, like, listen, I'm going to play you, mate. You'll play every game. Um, mm. You know, we know you still got it. We'll get you fit and we'll get you game ready. Um, mm. uh, and, uh, yeah, again, I was just in a situation where, you know, emotionally kind of a little bit shattered and probably self-esteem very low. Yeah. Um, I wanted to hear those things from from a from a manager and, and a chairman, you know, and um, and 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 I knew that that, that uh, they were true to their word. So uh, I went I went back and I wanted to enjoy football again, and and that's that's the decision that that I made. And you know, a few people were like, "Well, you've just gone to the championship and you're going back. Like, what you know, what, what you're doing? Like, you know." Yeah. And I was like, I just want to enjoy my football. I want to, I want to be loved. I want to, I want to score goals. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to play. Um, and you know, I, I came back, and I think we just missed out on the playoffs in the first season, didn't we? So yeah, um, it was. Uh, it worked. It worked out a good decision, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when you look at the players that we had that time as well, we, you know, Maurice had some really good players when you think about it. You know, Christian Pierce, Marbedin, mm-hmm. uh, Matty Blair. Mm-hmm. We had a really good side there, to be fair. I mean, mm-hmm. how, we, how we didn't go up that season was, was just insane, to be honest with you. That time that we had. I know. No, I t- totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. I think um, uh, it was. Uh, I, I think there was a lot of good teams in that division at that time, to be honest with you. We, yeah. It was Portsmouth. Um, uh, you know, some some really, really, I know Portsmouth were in that, you know, and I named, you know, two or three more. I think there was, you know, Plymouth and some really big clubs uh, in that level at that time. Um, and I think that, that's the reason why we, we, we probably didn't go up. Um, yeah, but we were we were very close and uh, uh, Murray was brilliant and highly organised, so dedicated and we really did appreciate him. Um, and I had a strong bond with him as well because of how he was with me as a player. So, um, yeah, it's just just one of those things, you know. Um, uh, you know, I've been in teams where you, you just miss out, you you know, and you you look back on a you know a, a period in March or somewhere that you've had where you've lost a few games and small margins. Yeah, that's it, and that's all it can take in football. If, you know, for for any team, you know, top of the end of tables. Um, so obviously, Adam Murray mentioned. Obviously, you've been really good friends with him, played alongside him for you know years throughout your career. Uh, what was he like to be managed under? 
Um, he was uh, just very ambitious, very enthusiastic, highly organised. Mm. Um, wanted to play football, football. Um, yeah. Believed in that. Um, completely had the, the the player's attention. Um, mm. Everyone really sort of loved his man management because mm. he was very sort of intimate and uh, careful with everyone's needs. Not every player is the same. Everybody's uh, different. Do you know what I mean? There could, yeah. there could be a big big centre half that needs to kick up the ass. There could be a, a striker <laughs> that, that needs yeah. a cuddle. You know, it's yeah, just yeah. Uh, you've got different characters. But he quickly got that um, and uh, identified that. And, uh, you know, he's... He, he, he was inventive. He was willing to learn and try new things. And it, he's done really well now at, at Barnsley. And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for him because, um, you know, he, he deserved that. He's a real football man through and through. Absolutely loves the game and um, was, a, was a, a brilliant player. I've got a lot to be grateful for for him and the way the amount of goals he set me up as well. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was one of those players as well, like, you know, a bit like Jamie Maguire in the sense he wore the heart on his sleeve, essentially, and he really did play for the yeah. bad side, you know, and it's where you yeah. get players like that nowadays, to be fair, in football. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a dying breed, unfortunately. Um, you know, I know you mentioned Jamma just then. Um He's uh, such a passionate player. I mean, for a guy his size to be yeah. given big, ac big, big yeah. ac and femoir a hard time, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it shows, the, uh, shows how much passion and heart he's got. So yeah. um, it's, uh, you know, it, it's a dying breed, but, you know, you, you do get them. And um, I'm sure, um, you know, the, the, the new manager, Nigel Clough, now will make sure that, he, he's got a few of those players in the team moving forward, for sure. Yeah, speaking of that, obviously, uh, players you probably know, obviously, Tom McGrimsby, obviously, uh, Roley Menease, and uh, Sam Elliott Hewitt. So they're two players. Yeah, um, they obviously yeah, yeah. I know. Um, Romain, a uh, great athlete, and, and, and hopefully he's got a great future. Um, you know, he's, he's got the attributes to, to go higher. And, well, you know, I'd say you're in, you're in, you're in for a treat with, with Elliot Hewitt because he really is a Rolls Royce. Um, he's, he's, uh, he's got great composure on the ball. He's very competitive um, and uh, he's absolutely rapid as well. Um, deceivingly, deceivingly, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, so, and he does it right. He's a great pro. He's got a lovely family. He lives just around the corner from me, to be honest. Um, he does it right. He lives right and um, completely dedicated to football. And that, that's that's what you want to know when you're when you're um, going to what uh, watch watch your uh, stags on the pitch for sure. Yeah, that's, that's all anybody wants in it. Plays like you can rely on essentially, to be honest. Um, yeah. So obviously, Adam yeah. Morris, Adam, Adam Morris. To uh, Adam Morris' departure obviously was a shock and it was a disappointment because. You know, it, it did build a good team, but obviously football, as we know, it's a results-based business and, you know, that's obviously football, sadly. Um, what, what was your reaction to that? Uh, was, was it a shock to the players? Uh, how did you uh, and the players react to it? I think, like, like obviously you, you hear, like, talks and rumours that a new manager could be coming in. Um, I was quite happy and content. I loved Mars and loved playing for him personally. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, there's there's if if things aren't going as well early stages in a season, 
then um, when you've got a, a, a chairman and a board with as much ambition as they do have, um, I guess, you know, they were going to make a decision um, and uh, they did. And um, uh, they wanted someone in with it more experienced and then than uh Maza. and they, they made that decision between themselves and you know I, I i can't question that you know they're 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 uh ambitious businessmen at the end of the day and they're used to success and they demand it so yeah. if things aren't going as well as they want it they're going to make decisions yeah that's just like I say football for you, you know, obviously owners yeah. like everybody wants that. Uh, it's obviously like you say there, uh, Steve Evans, ambitious manager, you know, nine promotions on his CV. Um, yeah. You know, what was it? What was your first impressions of Steve Evans? Because it's always, everyone's always have different opinions of him. Uh, what was uh, what was it like for you personally and, and the players? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if I should answer that question, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> it's all censored in that. Uh, um, <laughs> I I didn't see eye to eye with him, you know. Other yeah. players, different opinions, uh, <laughs> but he, he, what he was is a gent, you yeah. know, um, and you can't take it away from him. He was mm -hmm. a gentleman, um, and you can't take his promotion his, and his success rate away from him either. So. Yeah. Um, you, you, it, it just happened to be that it was just bad timing for me, and um, it was it was something that the club, the board, uh, the fans um, were were happy with. And you know, like I said, he was a gent at the end to me, and I'll and I'll be I'll, I can't I can't really um, say much more than that, I guess. Yeah, so was it one of them, like, you just, uh, obviously, you didn't say R2R, like you said. Um, so, obviously, when, um, in that season, then, uh, was it just so frustrating to play in? Because, obviously, when a manager and player don't see R2R, you can just, you just don't really feel like yourself, essentially. Is that what it was like for you, man? Yeah, he was um, it was just, uh, basically, he, um, yeah, I mean, he, 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 I've achieved a lot of Mansfield, you know, mm -hmm. um, achieved a lot of time there. And I guess it was always slightly threatening to, um, that someone with that sort of power and success is is uh, at the club. And um, they, you know, I had friends there that maybe uh, most clubs players wouldn't have and things like that. And, you know, it was he wanted that baby completely to herself you know and mm -hmm. uh, rightly so he's a manager you know mm -hmm. it's, it's you know their 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 heads are on the chopping board to be honest with you they they've got to take the pressure they've got to pick the teams they've got to you know um uh, pick a style and pick the players and um at the time i was still fairly young and um i didn't take it well i guess but i remained a good pro and 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 done what i was told um mm -hmm. and and you know, got a couple of goals towards the end, and sort of kept my mouth shut and got on with it. You know, and um, uh, he he was he was very very unfortunate the second season. Yeah, 
That's it. Um, so it's a good battle with Murray as well. It's just popped in the head now. But um, you know what really did struck out for me with uh, Adam Murray's was the Derby games against Notts County, like both of them. Uh, oh. Just talking about the first one against when we obviously played off the park at their place 2-0. You know, obviously, you remember before the yeah. game, I think it was Mobile that uh, had that interview about the players. And there was obviously yeah. Adam, Murray, Adam Murray was saying that he played that before the game to motivate you, like, and boy, did a yeah. sure show on that. Oh, well... It, it, to be fair to, to Mars, like he was, um, he had the passion. He could share the passion inside him, um, and used to look at him like a captain, you yeah. know, a leader of men. And uh, when he was, you'd know about it, and he would be, you know, completely, you, you'd know where you are with him. But when he was passionate, and when he wanted to make sure how much he wanted to win something, that used yeah. that energy go into you as well and it was little it was little things like that as a manager that that he used to do like listen look look what this you know you know i can't swear but look, look what he's doing yeah uh, <laughs> i'm not having that here absolutely yeah. <laughs> but first one to go through him um I can have a day off on monday uh, <laughs> just like and and he he was playing with pure fear at noble he, mm-hmm. I remember looking into his eyes. He looked like a scared rabbit. He <laughs> knew it was all that we was all out for him, um, yeah. and um, that that was the theme. And he used to wind me up. He used to wind me up before the game sometimes, and, and take me off on my own and watch show show videos of me as well, mm-hmm. and and make me really confident. He's like, "I've made this for you. Come here, come and watch this." So I've made this for you, and it would just be like a song and loads of my goals and stuff. He's like, you know. That's why I went out there today, all right, kid. And I'm like, all right, all right, Gaffer, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, again, like he he knew how to to, to look after his players, and, and I, I remember the Notts County games. So I remember I was well up for them, and I remember like they can easily be very sort of edgy and you know full house, and you know, and both teams were happy with going in at nil nil. I was just desperate to get a goal in against them, just to get you know like stags up fans out and just be like this um there's only one team in that on the show <laughs> yeah yeah we, <laughs> we did we dominated on that and that's just what we did with like obviously i could always remember that obviously uh we were just also all over, all over the top your pitch and you know defensively as well i can always remember because brian jensen was in goal at the time you know it was all chanting beast it was great <laughs> uh yeah i know i know he is a beast as well beast of a man <laughs> Uh, yeah, great times. I remember when my little mum was in the, in, in the crowd as well, uh, one of the Knox games. You know, it was an absolutely electric atmosphere and even he brings that now to this day. Just, oh, I remember that goal, that, you know, this volley and this shoot down and this, that and the other. So, immensely proud, immensely proud. And uh, the second one, obviously, 5 nil at home. God, again, it was just amazing. That 7 nil all together when you think about it, you know, just, yeah. again, that must have been a, another electric game to be a part of as well. Like, you know, just for yeah. the <laughs> It was. Well, we, we were just, again, we just had a mentality. We would just take the ball by the horns. Notts County were away. Um, they were tentative. They knew, you know, they probably had bigger names than us, to be honest with you, in their team. Yeah. But we had a bigger heart. Um, and I, we knew that as soon as we went 1-0, uh, 1-0 up, 2-0 up, we knew that they would have rumble. Um, yeah. <laughs> then with our fans as well, um, yeah. screw their heads off they were like what is going there like uh, you know we are just we're way off it <laughs> like yeah you know 
they've done us here at Kipper. <laughs> yeah, I can remember obviously getting an opening goal to that, but what, what really stood, well, the whole thing stood out, but one thing that really did stand out was Matty Blair's run for that, for the assist on that goal was just oh. sublime. That. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to be fair to Matty Blair, he's, he's, a, he's a great pro and he's always been an absolute thoroughbred, to be honest. And um, yeah, this is why playing in League One now for for, for, for Cheltenham and still making those runs and still playing at right back. You know, he's it, 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 again, it's just the adrenaline. You know, there's there's something about about Stags fans when when they're there in full force and they believe in their team and they really get behind them, you know, mm. and I hope you this season and really unite together like like you did um uh for, for us boys when we was there. Um it's it's, it's Great. It's a it's great to be part of. It's absolutely brilliant. It is, it really is. And like I say, like you said earlier on, um, you know, when we can, as soon as we get fans back in as well, get every place rocking, like, you know, that's what's missing football. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly it is. You know, uh definitely not enjoyed the last sort of couple of seasons um, you know, for, for various reasons, but uh it's been huge, hugely, hugely missed in it's just not the same game, you know. Uh, when when fans are giving you their energy and and showing their passion, it, it takes you and makes you do, um, you know, things that you didn't even know you could do. Yeah, yeah, just it spurs you on as well. You know, what I mean, when you're a goal down, it, if that's what I mean, you, it gives you that incentive. Just say if you're knackered, and it just gives you that extra energy, like the fans. Definitely, yeah. You're, you're so, it's so true. You know, your your legs might be saying no. Your your mind might be saying you're tired. But if you've got if you've got a load of fans going, Gah! you know, you just yeah. <laughs> go out the way. You know? uh, so um, yeah, it's uh, it's very important in football. Yeah. So just last couple of questions here, Green. It um, obviously the release from Stags. Was, was it one of them? You, you saw it come in, um, or what was? How did you? How did that come about then? Did you expect it, or was it still a bit of a shock to, even though you didn't get along with Evans? Or, um, yeah, he pretty much had a conversation with me in January, um, saying that a, f- a couple of clubs have, have made some bids for me. Would I be interested? Um, mm-hmm. I just turned around, and said no straight away, um, and. Uh, and um, he said, well, you're not going to play as much here. And I said, you know, obviously, why not? And he was like, well, you're not, because I'm, I'm doing this, that and the other. And I was like, OK, well, uh, I want to stay. I'm settled. You know, I'm happy here. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, he was true to his word. You know, I didn't play as much. and um, uh, But I just remained a good pro and, like I said, just done what I had to do. And um, I remember, uh, you know, sort of being sort of released and not really having much of a... I, I thought I was going to get a little bit of a, you know, I've been released, you know, big goodbye or, or, or something, you know, and a little bit more sort of razzmatazz, I guess, by, by, by sort of, you know, just leaving the club and stuff. But he made it quite blunt and clear, just sort of got me out the door. Um, but um, to be fair, again, to, to, to the chairman, he, he gave me a call, said like, you know, I'm, I'm gutted, you're, you're going, um, you know, um, and uh, he he uh, he said thank you for all your help and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, that made me feel a, a lot better. And um, uh, I just uh, I just had to then obviously go and find a club. Really, yeah. And it, it is um, a shame because obviously I know managers are like that. You know, there's obviously 
when somebody comes in, they'll either say you're a part of their plans or not, that's football and management. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just like, it, it frustrated us fans as well because obviously, uh, I think it was previous, the following season, I think it was, he just left all three through the seasons, Peterborough, so he, he kind of did, yeah. did the same to us as well. And it's just like, you know, you're going to promise this and he just he just wanders off like, you know, and that just sums, yeah. up, sums up the guard to be fair. It, to be honest with you, it does. I think, I think you know, um, without sort of saying too much, I guess that is football. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was frustrated uh, as everyone else um, for 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 Mansfield Town in in that moment. Um, but you know, again, that's football, so you just can't take it too personally. You've just got to kind of go again. You've got a yeah. great manager now who's got loads of experience. But had a fantastic career. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your time will come, you know, and hope, you know, more than likely it'll be this season. So, you know, with every door that shuts, another one opens. Hope so, Mark. Hope so. But, you know, to be fair, obviously, since his stag's release, obviously, he had a really good, uh, uh, good career with Lincoln City. He did really well there. And, you know, what Lincoln did as well, obviously, the FA Cup on that, the art promotion, you know, and, you know, Danny Cowley. I know we have banter with Lincoln and stuff like that, but, like, the achievement that Danny Cowley, well, the Cowley brothers did for Lincoln was, you just yeah. can't look past that, really. So credit to him. Yeah, to be honest with you, he was the best person that I needed for my career at that time. Um, he took me to a different level, fitness-wise, uh, mentally-wise. Uh, he made me feel very welcome. I had Big Reedy there. Yeah. Uh, um, I had players there that were the same sort of um, ambition as what I was. The, the manager, he himself, is highly ambitious, very much like Murray in his one-to-one um, sort of skills. Um, and he's not just a man that's had a good football career. If you look back in the, the history of the Cowleys, they've helped youngsters at school, um, uh, not a lot of non-league clubs. And um, he's a really humble, uh, nice gentleman. So at that point in my career, I really needed that. And um, I should have scored more goals for him. I come away with 17 goals we got in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I should have scored more goals and we should have probably got promoted that season. But we won the trekker chain. Um, and then f- football happens again and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the next season happens and I'm in the best nick of my life, score opening day of the season, you know, uh, s- score four goals in three games, you know, and then all of a sudden, oh, sorry, Greeny, we're going to have to sell you. Uh, I've bought someone else in. Oh, what do you mean? I've just bought John Akindi in. <laughs> oh, I'm ready to score you 28 goals this season. Like, yeah. you know, like, are you kidding me? Like you've got me finely tuned. I'm ready to go. I've had a good season. <laughs> Be better again. Nah, we need to make some money. We need to finish the training ground. Uh, uh, what can you do? So, yeah. that's you know, it. So, so Saltford. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy, to be fair, because obviously, like you say, you get yourself in good condition, you're scoring goals, you're banging form, and the next thing you know, well, we don't need you now. And that must be such yeah. a kick in the teeth for you, that really. Yeah, I just, I just don't, uh, I just understand football now. You just can't take these things too personally. You've really, really, really got to sort of be thick-skinned in that respect, you know. And as I've got older, I have mellowed out a lot now. Um, and now, whoever's playing in my position, I want to do well. You know, um, whether they're playing before me or whether they're on the bench, you know, you know, I'm definitely sort of looking at more of the, 
the developing sort of of, of, of strikers now um, and wanting them to do well and and, and score goals. So uh, as much as I hope that I've got you know two three years left in the legs, you know it's something that hope hopefully my skills and what I've learned I can I can show young strikers coming through. Yeah, hopefully, like I say, you've got the experience, Matt, and you play for a lot of yeah. clubs. So I see you keep, you know, players see why not. Um, just last couple of questions here. Who was the best manager that you played under? Now you played along some really top managers, to be fair. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, Cowley was up there. I did enjoy playing for him. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Cockney. I was uh, my most. Um, um, I mean, I really liked Lee Clark at Birmingham. Um, he was he was he was a nice guy. Um, I'd, I'd probably say just because of my goal record, I'd, I'd probably have to say Coxie. I mean, and as far as managers go, he had three training sessions in his locker. Um, but it, yeah, I guess it was it was my most prolific time. Um, I did like um, um, Graham. Um, as well at Salford, I thought um, I thought uh, I thought he was he was a really nice guy as well. Um, so um, yeah, there, there's all there's all, you you look at it and you look at your best form, I guess, and you just got to give that uh, that's your best manager. Now, Chris Wilder was, was 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 great at Oxford. You know, I had some good form underneath him as well. So there's there's lots in the mix. Um, they've all they're all sort of different, you know, um, but. But all the same at the same time, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, just one more question from Ryan. Uh, what's the best club you've played for, and why? Um. Obviously, he wants me to say Stags, and <laughs> yeah, my Stags fan. Yeah, so he's <laughs> like. <laughs> will always be in my heart as Stags, but the best club, being completely honest, you would probably be Cardiff City. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the fans were so passionate. We were four 0 down once, and you know they sit, they get on, they stand up and say, "Sing your heart out for the lads." Yeah. You know, sing your heart out, for the lads. Like and we were four. <laughs> that's that's like, <laughs> uh, that's just that was just unbelievable. Four 0 down, and they're still going, "Sing your heart out for the lads." You know, like <laughs> that is unbelievable. And yeah, really buzzing place, Cardiff, and. Um, it was, uh, I got made to feel very, very welcome as a young boy there for sure. Yeah, credit, credit to him for that, really. Because uh, you yeah. don't get clubs like that, trust me, you especially, especially I look like, Jesus, you won't get that from Mansfield, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good experience, to be honest. Um, so, anyway, coming to the end of it now. Um, so, your final word now, Matt, uh, what would your message be to Mansfield Town fans? Because I know you, earlier on you said that you didn't really get to have a proper send off to them. So, your final words uh, to Mansfield fans? <laughs> no, just uh, thank you very much for uh, getting the best out of me. Um, uh, everything that I that I achieved on the pitch was 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 back to use. Um, and you give me that energy, that confidence to to uh, go and do the things that I done on on the pitch. Um, and you deserve the the success just as much as uh, anyone else um, at the club and myself. Because when you get behind the team, it really does uh, make good things happen on the football pitch. So thank you for for everything. And like I said, always have a place in my heart. And um, I really, really uh, hope that, you know, you get some more success because you because you deserve it for sure.
Thanks, Mark. Really do appreciate you taking your time out of the evening. And wherever you end up in your career, you know, uh, whatever level or whatever you decide to do, just best luck to you, mate. Because you've given us, you're as part of like such an amazing team that took us back to the Football League, the goals, and like I say, just a complete legend, mate. <laughs> you know. <laughs> much appreciated. Much appreciated. It will, it will always be. <laughs> Always be fond memories memories when it comes to the stag. Always be fond memories. Okay. Yeah. Cheers again, mate. I really appreciate this. Like, no worries. Stop, uh, man. You have yeah. A- yeah, you take yeah. care, mate. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye bye. Cheers.